0: just because my artist journey doesn't look like the typical record label do a tour thing um with a manager I don't I don't feel like I'm being held back um so it just looks different like my journey is different and and I love Love that now it it took me it took me some years Mm -hmm. to
1: to lean in between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the Greater Toronto Area on Joy Radio. And Aisha Woods, Grammy nominated singer, songwriter, and musician. Together, they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith. You can connect with us on Facebook or apps at Between Grooves and on Instagram at Between Grooves Pod. Now, here's James and Aisha.
2: We're back on between the grooves. Welcome, hello, Aisha. Hello, my friend. How are you, James? I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, I've been looking forward to this conversation because this is someone you just recently met at a uh, songwriting retreat, and yes. uh, and so I was I was intrigued because I was I was I'm always interested in hearing the stories of of how people start out and how they you know mm-hmm. manage this whole career thing as far as music is concerned I've got my own you know my own idea of how even in my career how it's how it's happened but it's always different for everyone else and uh, this is someone who you met you kind of clicked right away with her and you started writing yes, some indeed. music with her uh, can you tell us a little bit about her before we before we go to our conversation with her?
3: yeah for sure and even just thinking the of the fact that we'll be celebrating valentine's day um
2: this week in a couple days yeah
3: yeah well she and i um and another phenomenal songwriter um we sat and we came up with a valentine song so i mean it's it's kind of quick to try and release it so we're gonna plan for uh something really big and uh meaningful next year but uh,
2: every love song is a valentines <laughs> day song though right and- no but
3: it 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 has the word valentine
2: in oh okay okay it. so okay.
3: yeah right. so it'd and, be and and, and quite to- frankly
2: in the christian community any love song can be released anytime throughout the year except oh, of yeah. course if it has the word valentine in it
3: yeah for sure <laughs> but this this young lady is um <laughs> just she is a joy And um, her story is very unique. um, And I'm looking forward to chatting with her today
2: and introducing her to our listeners. Let's get to it. Erin Michelle on Between the Grooves.
0: Hello. I hear someone. There she is. Yes, oh my goodness! I am so sorry, y'all. I was just sitting here staring at my phone for like 15 minutes. Like, okay, just, wait. yeah,
2: just waiting. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Boy, these guys are taking a while. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> I apologize. Thank you for being patient with me. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I didn't get the good. email. It must have gone to my spam. I'm so sorry.
2: Just no, waiting by your you're phone. You're here now. What they say about oh a phone? If goodness. you wait by a phone, it doesn't ring or something. Is that what's the expression? Yeah.
3: I don't, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> watch pot. Mm. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Watch pot never boils. Okay. Wow. That's, that's what I was referring to. So.
0: Oh, okay.
2: I <laughs> watched full Now never that's rings. a new one
3: for me. Cause uh, honestly, watch pot I've never, never heard boils. That
2: You've never no! heard that?
3: Seriously? Say that again. Watch pot never boils. Right. A wa- yeah. A
2: watched, po-
0: it- a watched pot
2: never boils never one, boils. one okay. of my
0: favorite one of my favorite arcade fire songs they say a watched pot will never boil great and they didn't oh, even write wow.
2: and they didn't even write that lyric themselves
0: no I know it's just an expression
2: yeah it's <laughs> just an expression it's a um, yeah it's been a, it's been around for a while Aisha so oh
3: gosh well clearly I've um, been in the dark <laughs> 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 I need to step into the lights
2: her pot boils <laughs> all the time well Aaron great to have you uh with Aisha and myself um Aisha was telling me about you she said she enjoyed her time uh meeting you and hanging with you and writing music with you
0: Mm -hmm. thanks I was uh Aisha I'm sure you know this uh like I feel like I met her for five minutes and like just so much like joy and connected. peace and she's yeah it, it, an easy person to get to know and to enjoy her company so uh, i feel very blessed to have just gotten to know her a little bit so
2: so you guys only um, met for the first you, time for, a couple of weeks ago or so.
0: yeah yeah, right?
2: yeah yeah wow so uh you've been um in the music business for quite some time i'm a little curious at the fact that you're a songwriter a recording artist. You also teach music. You're a worship leader, but you're also a mom. And I think on I think about artists like like Lauren Daigle, um, mm. Mm. not married, no kids, and her career is like going absolutely soaring. yeah, it's soaring. It's going crazy right now. And then I look at artists like Brit Nicole, yes, or mm-hmm. even to a certain extent, Carrie Job. Where you're mm-hmm. not hearing as much from them, but they're married, they've got kids, they've got other yes. responsibilities. Are you finding that to be the struggle as far as managing or juggling career and family?
0: Mm, uh, yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, no, I I think I, I have a long, complicated answer for you. <laughs> I, Go for it. I... I, <laughs> I um. I think it's funny i was I was um commenting on a, a post I saw um a, a marketing guy who who I very much respect um the other day talking about Christians uh, stewarding um their careers. and you know, it was all about the the hustle. you got to be able to put in the work. and I pushed Jeez. back on him a little bit and I said, I think, you know, we as people of faith understand that the markers of human success in an industry like the music industry cannot be um, that can't, that can't be how we define success in our lives and our callings. Yeah, And I think we as Christians have the wisdom to know that, you know, something's got to give and sometimes my calling in a season or just in a day or in this moment um, might be my family. And if I have to sacrifice some of the hustle for my career, I just have my priorities in alignment under the kingdom. There you go, and yes, um, and I and I feel good about that. And so, um, no, I, I feel like it doesn't it doesn't slow me down in my career because I feel like I am doing like what I am called to do, and that's that's mm-hmm. my main marker of success. Like, Lord, show me, Holy Spirit, speak through me. What am I called to do in this season, in this day, in this moment? Um, and if that means that the impact is, you know, I don't go on a world tour or whatever, or I don't sign sure. to a label or, or or whatever, um, then that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So that doesn't feel like a career slowdown to me. It feels like a a choice. It um, feels like purpose. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Do you ever feel so, though that you wish you could have? You know, you you kind of look at other. Artists, other people in the music business and think, man, I wish I could do that. Or I wish I wish I had time to do something like that. You know, like sometimes I feel even what I do, I'd be like, man, I wish I wish I could (laughs) do all that they're doing. And of course, the outward appearance is one thing. And who knows what kind of team they have behind them as well. But sometimes I think, you know, man, I wish I could be doing this. I wish I could be doing this. But there's only so many hours in the day. And of course, (sighs) it's all about priorities as well. And so, yeah. and I don't want to become, for myself, I don't want to get into a comfort zone where I'm just kind of good doing what I'm doing and just that's it, mm. you know? Yeah. Like I I, I yeah, still want I, to be pushing.
0: Right, yeah, no, I did once, I did once. I, I think I told Aisha this story with the, the group we were hanging out with. It was a co-writing retreat and we had a lot of gals there who were in their early to mid-20s. And I said, you know, when I first started writing, well, before I even started songwriting, I knew I was destined to be the next Jackie Velasquez, the next famous singer for Jesus. Like that was I what I was called to be. <laughs> right, right. And, um, and, um, yeah. and then I think um, I kind of uh, overtake. I mean, it's not like I don't see, you know, people getting that cool show or being invited to that like exclusive writers retreat. And there's always that humanness in us that has a little jealousy for other people's journeys, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. just brought back to the, you know, God has a specific journey for me, a specific plan for me. And that's what I'm called to lean into. And I'm gonna miss the great stuff right in front of me that He's called me to sure, do. Sure. um if if I if I'm comparing my journey to someone else's. So I try not to. It's hard. I know it's just human. It's hard. Um but I think, like, um, your question about I, I don't ever feel like my family slows me down. It causes me to um think about what I could do right here now. So, just for a specific example, like i I um, I don't tour a lot. I focus where I'm at in my life in two two things, uh, quantity over. Uh, sorry, not quantity, quality over quantity when I gig. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to release an album, finish releasing. I have five songs left for this album at the end of the summer. And I'm doing huge album release show, like all the bells and whistles, a big band, guest musicians, video, the, the whole nine yards. But that will probably be yeah. like the show <laughs> for the album. But that's that it's going to be like a performance sure. piece. There's going to be poetry. It's going to be crazy. But that's how I like to work. Um. Because I know that I don't, my family in order to thrive needs me at home most of the time. So um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I lean into that or like um, I uh, spent back in uh, 20, 2019, 2020, I spent time thinking about that on a music releasing front. Um, I worked with a really smart marketing guy and he said, how do you want to reach people? I said, I really want to reach people online. I lo- I can record music, I can release music, touring is difficult for me, but I want to find people online. And so that's where really where I've uh, steered all of my efforts and my marketing and my releasing of music is finding those niche audiences because I have kind of a niche style mm-hmm. music anyway, <laughs> like connecting with mm-hmm. them, all over the world online. Um, so I can still, I feel like I'm running as an artist, honestly, like I've got so many different projects in the work. So I don't, um, just because my artist journey doesn't look like the typical record label, do a tour thing, um, with a manager. I don't, I don't feel like I'm being held back. Um, so it just looks different. Like my journey is different and. And I love, I love that. It. Now, it t- it took me it took me some years mm-hmm. to to lean into that. Embrace that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But if that's, that's keeping wonderful. you busy and especially with the mm-hmm. online stuff and you're getting that global presence, that global exposure, then you must have a lot of requests and opportunities to say no.
0: Yeah, I think um I I think as I mean, I think as we all get older, right, we realize that you have to say no to good things Mm -hmm. to lean into what you're specifically called to do. Um, Even as my journey isn't even in my journey as an artist, like probably what year is it? Probably nine, 10 years ago. I, I had a manager uh, for a brief amount of time for about a year. I had a distribution deal and a publicist and a booking agent, and I kind of knew what um, I knew what would make me. I knew the genre of music and like the lyrical message that was going to make me more marketable to like mass kind of like more Christian marketplace audiences. Um, Mm -hmm. so I know what that is. It's just not the kind of music I want to make and not the kind of Mm. content I want to dig into. Um, and so I made that choice really. I was like that. That's not what God has put on my heart to create. That's not where the Holy spirit is going. And I don't want to sacrifice like what he's really called me to do and be as an artist for what I know would probably make me more money. And I don't know. Um, so I, I, like I, I have sometimes it's hard to talk about because I don't want to judge anyone else and what they feel called to do. Right, and if right. it magically aligns for someone that what they feel called to create also like resonates with the market, like cool for them. That's awesome. Um, right. But I think I, I I anytime I get an opportunity to um, talk on podcasts like this, I always want to encourage people out there that have indie hearts like mine that, um, you know, have, have turned to God and said like I know that you want me to make something um, what is it and I'll and I'll chase that and it it can be frustrating for people to um to 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 live in an environment where success is this many streams or getting a record deal or getting to open for right. some tour and and so I just try to encourage people to say you know success <laughs> in the book of Joshua God tells us success is just knowing his word and doing what he said to do yes. and so that's what I that's what I hold on to right um just just doing what God said to do g- doing that work with excellence and finding delight in the opportunity to create like he does and um so I hope to encourage people in that you know if somebody's listening to this being like, well, I want to be an artist, but I don't think I'll ever, you know, headline a tour or get a record label deal and and my pushback is that maybe that's not what God's called you to be um but he's called you to reach people I one time um I was doing a, a just a little concert at my parents church you know probably less than a hundred people in the in the room and someone came up to me afterwards and said you know that song really spoke to me we've been we've been thinking about adopting but I I, I just have been too afraid, and that was like that pushed me over the edge. We're gonna do it, and so mm. stuff like that, you know. I'm like, okay, that's why I'm doing this, you know. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, rambling again, but it's it's it's, <laughs> no, ha- it's hard. It's okay. hard. It is hard to 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 live in a social media environment where it's like build buzz and do this and do all the things. And when you're an in indie, you know, funding your own records and booking your own shows and you know I, every time i release a song i'm i'm everything i hire all the people i i do all the marketing and um and i i love it um i love it and i'm thankful for the opportunity to reach people with music without like the traditional gatekeepers but i just want to encourage others to be like you can you can do it too like being being famous, <laughs> whatever is not is not yes. not how you like your artist goal. Like, don't don't live for, for that. Sure. Live for what God's called you to do. So.
2: You mentioned funding projects, and I find that's interesting because um, a lot of artists don't recognize the the work that's involved and the fact that. You need to make some money to be able to do some of the stuff that you want to do. So, yeah, and I've sure. and I've heard other artists say, "Well, you know, what I'm doing is a project of love," and, and <laughs> what they what they mean by that is it's actually costing them money, and they're not they're not making any money, they're not breaking even or whatever else. So,
3: yeah.
2: is success is one of the measurements of success for you uh, partially uh, the income side of things, the money side of things, where you need the money to you know put on this big album release. Um, and yeah. then that hopefully initiates some interest from people that attend to bring you into churches and minister there, uh, so that you can what make some money, help pay the bills, or is it just a <laughs> break-even thing for you?
0: Um. Yeah. No. That's a that's, a, that's a real, that's a real question. Um. Yeah. For me, I've become kind of a jack of all trades musician, and I think a lot of us who are professional working musicians do that. So. I make um demos for people on the side, and I have a gig. Um, I am the songwriting division head at a small Christian music college called Visible Music College based out of Memphis. So I teach songwriting, which is super fun. It doesn't feel like a job, but it helps me make a little bit of money. Um and then when awesome. I do perform live, <laughs> when I do perform live, um like at churches or for women's events and stuff, yeah, I, I definitely make money um, performing live. Um, so kind of piece it together um, to yeah to keep the to keep the artist machine going. Yeah, I think if just being honest and being real, yeah, it's a break even kind of thing for me. Um, I don't want to put our family in debt for my artistry, right. but it's it's right. real that it's hard to make, it's hard to make money streaming. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not like. It's, it's not, point it's zero, not a cash
2: Well, the zeros come before the point.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. 0.0000005 <laughs> right. or whatever yeah. the amount is you're making per, per <laughs> listener per stream. Yeah.
0: Right. I love, I love getting those checks in the mail, um, for Mascap that are for like $2.17. <laughs> <laughs> $2. <Yeah>, right. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop laughs> go to the bank with info. that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
2: Don't spend it all in one place.
0: Yeah, but I think, I think, too, it's a real question um, because people feel like, well, I can't for anybody out there who might be listening, thinking like, I can't do this artist thing unless I can make a full time living doing it. I say absolutely not. Like you can still release music, release quality music and engage with people and do what you're called to do. And it doesn't have to be your full time gig. It just it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I mean. Honestly to me I I think there's so much freedom in knowing that I don't have to sell out 10,000 tickets on this tour so that my kids can eat go. right like like it gives me so much artistic freedom to be like mm-hmm. you know I just this is my thing that I'm not going to put us in a mountain of debt under but we don't need it to survive and I know that's not true for for everybody but I think if you can mm-hmm. do Create without that like burden of I have to make a living over my head. I, I think right, that pressure. So well, the
2: yeah. other side too is is it's your passion. It's something you've wanted to do, and it gets to the point mm-hmm. where it's actually costing you, and that's the other side of things, right?
0: Yeah it 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 does. Um, I don't uh, well, know. I, 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 when I
2: say cost, I mean financially. It's it's to the point where it's not m- making any money. It's losing money. Uh, just for you to be able to do what you want to do. And that's that's completely wrong as well.
0: Yeah, I think um, I. to me, to be, for me, like I'm not saying this is true for everybody else, to be a legitimate artist, I feel like I am not just going to spend, 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 right? It's got to be a reciprocal sort of thing. So I've done for like sure. crowdfunding campaigns um, before. Uh, those are, those take a lot of work but they can work um you know connecting with fans um and have you found i them always
3: got i'm sorry have have you found no. them to be
0: um helpful the crowdfunding yes. campaign yes yes if you're willing to put in the work okay. and you have to really like put in the work and constantly be <laughs> like posting all the time about it um oh my gosh I've, yeah like every day like oh, okay seven thousand dollars give my god it's, oh, it's a lot of it's a lot of online like promotion work to do crowdfunding yeah. um so the the biggest one i ever did i raised fifty thousand dollars but it took me this was back like in 2009 2010 okay. so this was kind of when like crowdfunding was just taking off so I would never tell anyone to do a campaign that lasted a year now because that's insane. But, <laughs> but yeah, but it was like for a year I was posting about this thing. It was it was a company that was based in Europe. So I had a lot of international kind of fans at the time. Um but yeah, I think now when I spend money, I try to invest it, um, spend money to make music. I try to invest it in local people, um, people that I believe in their artistry too. Like I work with producers that I know and I believe in their work and photographers and graphic designers and videographers that I love what they're doing. And I want to invest in their art too. Sure, um, sure. You know, hiring dancers for music video. Like I want to meet people. I want to invest in their art. So it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just... Pouring money out for myself. It's putting Mm -hmm. that money back into the creative community where I live. I love it. Which is Dallas, Texas. Do you dance?
3: (laughs) Hey. No. Stars (laughs) at night big and bright. I tell you what,
0: Aisha, I'm going to send you a video of back in. um, So before I started doing explicitly faith-based music, I was trying to do – kind of secular music from a Christian worldview.
1: This was before Mm -hmm. I
0: had long conversations with God about who have you actually made me to be and (laughs) who have you like (laughs) gifted me to speak to. So I was trying to do the pop thing and I did a music video when I was doing just the secular pop thing where I like danced in it. Oh my is right. It was, It is. It is in the vault, but I'll send you the video if you want to see it. It's very embarrassing. Do. I am. I am not a dancer. So that is not one of my spiritual gifts. But now that but you've I will mentioned it, other
2: now that you've mentioned it, though, we got to share it with everybody else.
0: No, absolutely. <laughs> no? Not. You
2: it's, know, people are going to go you know hunting we're for do it.
0: Some digging. Yeah, yeah. 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 It yeah. is Pretty YouTube pr- private. Like,
2: <laughs> oh, okay. People are going to go searching oh on the internet and
0: oh, <laughs> word search
2: video dancing. There you go. Oh
0: man! All you need yeah, is that. That's not in my heart. In heaven, in heaven, I'm gonna be a great dancer. So I'm there you go. That. You
2: and that's that what you hire does. dancers for. You hire people that are good <laughs> at what they do.
0: Yeah, that's right.
3: Good night. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your your experience um, being at Berkeley. I'm. Oh um, yeah.
0: Very curious to learn learn about it. So, let's give you the condensed version. So, my um, I did my undergrad in classical voice. Actually, I had set myself up to go to grad school to continue to pursue operatic styles of singing. Um, Okay. I was pretty good at it. I could have done it, um, but decided, like, that's not really what I thought I was supposed to do, even though I probably could have done it. And um, my boyfriend at the time uh, decided to go to law school. So we, uh, I followed him up there, and um, Berkeley College of Music is up there. It's one of the best modern music schools in the world. And so we thought, you know, yes. what the heck? Why not go into debt, like deeper and deeper into debt and take on more school loans? <laughs> um, but it was such a <laughs> huge blessing uh, because I got to work with Pat, Pat Patterson, who's like the guy who wrote all the books on lyric writing, and Jack Perricone, who's like the guy who wrote all the books on melody writing. And, um, I loved it. Um, learned a little bit of production too. And it just really changed my, um, my artistry, my songwriting, um, met a lot of people like recorded my first, um, album there with a student producer. And it was really just the next step. And what's so amazing about it to me is it changed my trajectory as an artist. Um, but it was God that led me up there. You know, I, I don't think I would have sought out, um, the birth college of music, if God had not made a way in his mysterious, you know, in <laughs> strange ways that That's he works amazing. <laughs> to get me up there. Um, so I'm very thankful for those couple of years I got to spend up there. I got to meet, uh, meet and share the stage on a singer's night with, um, Paula Cole and Layla Hathaway. And, mm. um, yeah, just, just met some amazing people while I was there. So it was, it was, it was very cool. So I, I was encouraged you a, people. You I mean, a man obviously out of the deal, <laughs> yeah yeah that's so funny yeah I was it's, I was so I was 24 at the time but at the time Berkeley okay. only had undergrad classes so I was that okay. like older student destroying the curve for everyone like turning my homework in on time because I like wanted to be there <laughs> people did not enjoy that like oh my gosh why so it's great <laughs> so as a I mean teaching I teach- now Yeah. So I teach at a music college now too. So I always encourage people, like, even if you don't go to school full time, you know, you can't go deep into debt with the loans. Like, take some classes. You know, there's lots of stuff online. Um, Our school has a remote, like, one year option. Like, investing Mm -hmm. in your passion is, for me, paid huge, was a great investment, paid huge dividends. Mm -hmm. It was part of God's plan. So, yeah, I encourage people on that route. I love teaching. It's it's so much fun. Teaching songwriting doesn't feel like a job.
2: How many hours a week would do you actually teach?
0: Um, I'm a I'm a part-time with my school. So that's a good question. Like usually like nine to three, three days a week. And then I keep hours for my own artist stuff, like co-writing and producing, and I curate a couple playlists. Um, so I spend time doing that. So my hours are just kind of random, um, well, random, but it but, but it sounds like you
2: kind of map things out as well. If you know, you've got to teach three days a week as an example, and you've got these other responsibilities, you probably map up your week in a, in a sense where, you know, what you've got on the go this week, you know, where you're at as far as, you know, percentage wise, what you've done for the week, how much more you still have to do that sort of thing.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I, I'm I'm a flexible schedule person, so that when they offered me the teaching job, it was basically just get your work done, and I said, okay, I can do mm-hmm, that. I can. Mm-hmm. I'm not a nine to five gal, so <laughs> mm-hmm. so I enjoy that flexibility.
3: It's um, interesting, yeah. creatives.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that works we need, for us. We need some space, mm-hmm. just to take mm-hmm. a walk every once in a while or change it up keep the uh Joni Mitchell would say rotate the crops right like you can't (laughs) you can't focus on one thing or it it kind of like stifles you creatively sometimes to get in a um in a routine so I'm I'm working through these books called The Artist's Way um Mm -hmm. by Julia Cameron and it's a lot of stuff like that like how to um continue to play like get is stay in touch with your artist child like the thing inside you that just wants to like play and explore and ad- adventure and dream and um and yeah so i think and maintain a structure schedule. at the same time yeah right oh, <laughs> that's gosh. the that's the grown-up
3: part
2: <laughs> well there's the maintained structure and also do you ever you know have to take a step back and determine um is what you're doing um Maximizing your potential—is it? Are you just spinning your wheels? Like, are you are you getting to the point where it's not um, doing anything for you, either career wise or, um, or ministry wise or whatever? And and then you know determining steps to change that.
0: Mm, that's a good question. I think. The times where I felt that I'm hitting my head against the wall, honestly, are the times where I haven't checked in with the Lord to be like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Or was I just saying yes, because it's what I thought I was supposed to be doing? Um, mm. Because right now, I, I honestly, like, I don't feel like I'm spinning my wheels because the things that I want to do and I'm saying yes to make no sense practically. Like, I'm writing a book <laughs> on songwriting, and I've never written a book before, but um, but it's going really well. And like the next album Good. project that I'm thinking about working on after this one, I really want to turn into a musical and I've no idea how to do that. But like, <laughs> I've had people in my life be like, you could do that. I'm like, okay, let's, let's sure. do it. So, <laughs> um, so I think saying yes to those things that I feel like the spirit puts on my heart that don't make a lot of practical sense is, is like where I'm at at the moment. I don't know if that's good life advice for everyone, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but for me, that's that's where I don't ever feel like I'm spinning wheels because, like, back to the back to the goals thing, right? I just like check in with where the Lord wants me to go, and I and my journey is different than everyone and I, else's, and I'm okay with that.
3: Right, so, right. It's yeah. a matter of being okay with that and embracing. Yeah. We've talked about this um uh a few episodes ago, but embracing your uniqueness and yeah. just blooming where you're planted, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. we also talked a little bit about um there being a thin line between contentment and complacency and mm-hmm. really finding that healthy balance. Um mm-hmm how does God help you to maintain a healthy balance with everything that you have going on, writing, teaching, artistry, family, just all of it.
2: Downtime, not too much downtime.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think um, something that I've learned from this book is staying connected to the Holy Spirit in Mm -hmm. the moment. And you know, if I'm in the midst of working on a project for my own music, say I'm working on a demo or something, and my daughter comes in mm-hmm. and it's like, I really want us to play spa right now, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, it's and and sometimes I say yes because I can tell like this is a moment that momming needs to take priority, you know, um, and sometimes sure. I, I have to say no if I'm in the middle of something and. Or I say in thirty minutes, and uh, and so I've gotten really good at, um, in like looking is it's, it's it, I have four kids, so um, making sure that they each feel like I'm giving them my best, um, looking sure. them in the eyes and saying I want to do that. That's important to me. I need ten minutes to finish this thing, and then you've got me. And um, mm-hmm, so just mm-hmm. leaning into what's ever appropriate in the moment. Um, I. I don't know how to I don't know how to answer the complacent question. I I feel like I have the opposite problem. I have so many things I want to do. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed. <laughs> like really, like I I mm-hmm. feel like um the Lord gave me this image once of everything I want to do felt like water spilled on a table and I was just like scrambling um putting my hands on all the edges of the table to push all the water back into the middle so it didn't mm. fall off fall off, you know, and get lost and and yes. and the Lord just gave me this image, like just feel like the Holy spirit in the center with you. And all of these things that you're passionate about that you want to do in life are just like strings kind of growing out of this center ball. And, and you don't yes. necessarily have to pay attention to all the strings at all times, but you just have to lean mm-hmm. into the one you're called to in the moment, but they're not going to fly away. They're not going to, you know, run off the table and get soaked up. Right, like Right. 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 I trust in God to give me the grace and the time management, as long as I keep checking in with him, like, what am I supposed to think be doing right now? Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that sounds very hippy-dippy and, like, <laughs> and <laughs> like, oh, but I do, but I am also, I think I have the advantage of being a type A musician, which there's not a whole lot okay. of us. So I like, I have a monster calendar and a monster to-do list. And, um, and I check in (laughs) and I set goals. Like I'm going to release a song every six to eight weeks around the calendar. I'm going to teach this many students this semester. Like I'm, I do take it. I do take that seriously. So I feel like if you're a person that wants to do a a lot of things, you got to steward them well, like you got to live with excellence (laughs) um, and be like, okay, Lord, if I'm, if I'm going to say, I'm going to do all this stuff. Like I've got to do the work to, to show up on time. (laughs) Um, That's it. That's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think sometimes, and I'm, and I wouldn't suggest that I'm a creative. I'm definitely a Type A, but um, <laughs> I would, I would suspect that there's many uh, creatives that perhaps because they're not a Type A, not because, but they're not, and so as a result, I think a lot of creatives um, end up not achieving everything that they feel that they would like to achieve or perhaps mm-hmm. have a lot of um, wasted time not necessarily intentional but wasted time where they could have been doing something else like i'm always i'm always the type of guy mm-hmm. where i need to be doing something even if that something is you know laying on the couch and watching a movie or something like that but but that's you know I, and i'll set the clock in a sense where you know i've got my my list i've got my stuff to do and i want to get mm-hmm. that list done by this time and and then oh man I went 5 minutes over. That's 5 minutes away now from me sitting on the couch watching a movie. You know like that that's the that's the type of guy I am oh and yet I, and yet I look look at some of these other creatives and I'm thinking man you guys seem like you have a a lot of fun doing nothing and and getting, yeah and getting paid for it you know but but it's, i know that's not the case i know there's a lot of things right. that happen behind the scenes that you know the average joe wouldn't necessarily know about you know that the times mm-hmm. spent you know trying to write something and you know trying to get the creative juices going or or the you know setup time and the sound checks and all that other stuff and and driving the gigs and all that you know
0: yeah, yeah. It, it it seems delightful. I to like just be lost in the in the joy of creating. I'm trying to get there. I'm like a recovering, um, you know, to, uh, control uh, per, control. Perf- yeah, control freak. There you go. Perfectionist. Uh. Like, you know. I, and I think I think you're. Right. I think it's a balance of both. Like, you have to make mm-hmm. those plans and then hold them loosely and be willing right. to be interrupted and um mm. i think that's the that's the like christian maturity part of it right like i'm gonna plan with <laughs> excellence and then let the lord interrupt my plans if there's something better or something else
2: either um, that or shorten the to-do list right <laughs> or, or <spread laughs> so it out. Yeah. or spread it out I have, <laughs> like like i've got my, my to-do list of everything i want to do this week but maybe i yes. should be pushing that and doing it over the course of two or three weeks
0: yeah mm. oh i my to-do list is broken down to things i'm gonna do soon things I'm going to do at some point and things I'm probably never going to do, but you know, dreamers got a dream. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, And at least it looks like I'm intending to do it.
0: That's
3: all right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the wonderful thing like is
3: God gives us, he gives us people like, yes, you know, like our spouses that in most cases are the exact opposite of us. Mm-hmm. and They help mm-hmm. to bring balance. I know my hubby, like every single day of my life brings balance (laughs) because my to-do list, uh, it probably is very similar to yours, Aaron, in that uh, there are things that I probably will never um, accomplish, um, Mm -hmm. but they're there. They're on there. And like you said, dreamers got a dream. But yeah, again, he, he gives us people, puts people in our lives and we can get more done together than uh separately
0: you know oh amen like that's that's what i um after we moved back to texas i was just i that was one of my top prayers for the lord like i just really want community i want people to Mm -hmm. do this music thing with because it's it's very hard to do it alone um sure and i feel like i've been Bless, like I met Aisha through our mutual friend Meg, who um, runs mm-hmm. uh, a Christian women's songwriting collective called Mercy Tribe. I have my people here in Dallas through the Art House Dallas community. Art House is something that Charlie Peacock started years ago in Nashville, but there's a Dallas chapter. There's a Art House North up in uh, Minnesota, and mm. um, my my worship team that I've been more heavily involved in. I've I've got some producer friends, some. Um, artist friends in that group and so I've just been so thankful like you're saying Aisha to have community um, yes and people to bounce ideas off of people to do this music mm-hmm. life with especially when you have a spouse that's like a computer guy <laughs> who, <laughs> who you play massage and it's like great babe I love it I was like what did you think he's like it's <laughs> great <laughs> end of comments you know so you need to yeah you need to invest in that community mm-hmm. of like-minded creatives around you and it's it's yeah, so good sure. it's so fruitful
2: aaron how old are your kids
0: uh yeah they are my old our oldest is 13 uh girl and then we have two boys they are 11 and 8 and then our youngest is uh, almost six she's in kindergarten this year so um that's That's fun yeah i had a baby (laughs) at home for like 13 years so it's, it's very quiet wow. now, during the day now. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to but change I diapers
2: anymore. So that's a good thing.
0: Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like not sad, not sad yeah. to lose that, but it <laughs> it was such a great, it was such a great fail. Like I would not have changed it for anything. Um, you know, and I, I think back to your original questions, like, yes, it prevented me from um, from hitting the road. I wrote, actually wrote a song about it called every closed door um, that, that mm. I've been, you know, I've, the more I look back, the more I'm thankful for the doors that God closed in my life. Um, you know, yeah, I wanted to hit the yeah. road. I always imagined I'd date a drummer and we just live in a van and, you know, I'd tour <laughs> for all of my twenties. A dream. And, uh, was, the van a, was the van
3: in your dreams, uh, a Volkswagen van? Oh yeah, it was it, a natural it van.
0: it was not a tour bus it was just a dinky van and we were just gonna tour and but then by 23 i was married and by 26 i had our first baby and they just kept coming and um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i wouldn't have done it any other way because it it changed what i write about it changed what i think about and i don't i don't i don't regret any of that for a moment so i'm always thankful for those closed doors um I, I think when I, when I, when I wanted to, be, when I was young and I wanted to be a famous Christian singer for Jesus, um, The key word, famous. I lost, yeah, 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 of course, that's what I'm called to. Um, uh, I lost this singing competition. I think I told Aisha this. Um, I went to this, this uh, singing competition that a small Christian record label put on in Oklahoma City of all places. And I showed up, and I was 15, and I picked a CC and song to sing in this competition. Um, yeah, Alabaster Box. Yeah, it was it was so bad. I was, it was not t- way too hard for me. I embarrassed myself. Um, but the woman who uh, so that was a closed door, right? Immediately out first round of the competition. But the woman who won the competition was in her 20s, and she wrote her own song and accompanied herself on the piano. And um, I, that changed my life. Just seeing her win mm-hmm. and me lose. I was like, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> I could write my own songs. I could play the piano. Like it, it was it, it was a, sh- a turning point for me. and That's when I came home and I mm-hmm. just spent months and years just goofing at the piano and, and, um, and just trying to connect with the Lord through um, through making something brand new. And yeah, Ooh. I was never the same after that.
2: So the nice thing is you, you, you still have time to train up one of your boys to drum. You still have time <laughs> to buy yourself the VW band. So, th- you know, it's not oh. lost. It's not lost. Okay. The,
0: the family band, maybe <laughs> one day, my my older son is working on electric guitars. So, so we'll see. All right. um, the kids like to, to, to write songs. They love to play on my recording equipment and, um, uh, come up with their own their own um their own melodies uh sometimes mm-hmm. they're about jesus uh, my one song my one my younger son has a song called fish sticks who he is begging Fishsticks. me to put on spotify yeah so we'll see <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if uh, fish sticks ever makes a spotify streaming <laughs> sure <laughs> but yeah it's, it's fun. fun to see them lean in Can you imagine too, how much yeah. money
2: he would make yeah. off would something mean? like that
0: Oh, probably Probably. he would make way more money than me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Checks coming
2: in for that for fish sticks.
0: There you go. Oh my gosh. Yes. That that does you know it's funny. It's that's one of those things that, you know, you see my my son's like, play this song on Spotify. It's a it's a parody song of Minecraft, and it has like one point five million streams. And it does make you step back and be like, What am I doing with my life? (laughs) Should I be minecraft songs (laughs) but no but no god has not called you that
3: (laughs) not in this season anyway
0: (laughs) yeah it's true (laughs)
3: who knows what tomorrow
0: holds oh my gosh aaron thank you so much for doing this
2: yeah thanks for hanging with us
0: thank y'all so much for having me this was just a pleasure to get to talk with you and share some of my story Mm. i really appreciate Mm. the opportunity
2: thank you appreciate it have Have a a great day
0: day. you too talk to you soon Bye -bye. bye bye
2: I feel like we could keep going in that conversation with Aaron, but uh, we've got to wrap things up, unfortunately. But uh, many thanks to uh, Aaron, Michelle, for hanging with us. Before we go, mm-hmm. some artist advice from Dwan Hill. I recently heard that instead of prioritizing your life in a latter form, like God, family, ministry,
3: put God in all of it. Invite God in all of it. So instead of taking care of my
2: God compartment and then putting that down and then pick up family and then putting that down, put it work. God is the only one that is worthy of us giving him all of those things. And so my advice would be, don't leave God on a shelf on a Sunday. Don't leave your wife in the house on a Monday. Invite the spirit of God to be in all of it. Because he He not only deserves to be invited, he just make it better. He just, he's going to make your life a lot better.
3: Love it. Love it. And I just, I love hearing from Um, and he's just, he's witty. He's very smart and he loves the Lord and. And
2: very practical. Um, Yeah. Very practical advice. I mean, it's a great way of looking at priorities. And we were talking earlier with Aaron about priorities and this is a unique Mm -hmm. way of looking at it. Kind of makes sense when you think about it. Right.
3: (laughs) Just keep it
2: simple. Well, that is it. There's the music. That means it's time for us to go. Thank you very much for hanging with us on Between the Grooves this week.
1: Thanks for listening to Faith Strong Today's Between the Grooves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, would you consider sharing it with your friends? Rating our podcast or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook or X at Between Grooves and on Instagram at Between Grooves Pod or email us anytime. Hello at FaithStrongToday.com.